Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in K-Pop. This is your host Anthea Isik. and hope you're all doing good in this new week and thank you so much for tuning in for our podcast and today's episode is undoubtedly one of the special ones because we have a prominent music producer the uh, songwriter engineer arranger and one of the popular ones if i can say and i am super grateful and honored to have Daniel Kim here for our podcast to have an interview. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you. It's very nice to be uh, involved in this interview. Thank you for this opportunity. Yeah, thank you. Thank you Daniel for joining in and I know like most of the audience are right now super hyped and are already screaming if I'm not wrong because you are definitely one of the most popular uh, music producers out there and you have been giving us a lot of great hit singles that we can't even escape despite being years old so thank you so much for doing this interview it really means a lot well actually i really didn't know that my works are that popular outside of korea <laughs> but well that's really great to know thank you so much thank well. you So I'm yeah. sure that most of you know you but I'm just going to give you a quick short intro because you know like just naming some of your songs makes me look good so I'm going to do that Yeah sure <laughs> So actually your sure. Instagram bio reads some of the K-pop yeah. stars and their songs you might as well know so scroll down so that's your bio and it's actually true like when you start scrolling down Daniel's Instagram I'm sure any one of your artists would be your top bias groups or someone you look up to or songs that just you accidentally got to listen to and you are not yet out of it so that kind of bangers did Daniel bring us and as I promised earlier I'm going to name a few so he has worked from second generation history makers to fourth generation rule breakers so that's the huge variety we have here so he has worked with Taemin EXO GOT7 Uptension Victin Golden Child SF9 The Boys MCND Gravity Luna Chungha and a lot more and he is in the field of C-pop J-pop and yes definitely definitely K-pop so he has been in the scene for more than a decade and is also the CEO of the publishing company Melogram so here being a K-pop fan and being the host of the show it is a must to point out some of the songs and Monster X latest uh, greatest hits shootout alligator follow was by Daniel Kim and we have Got Seven Home Run which is something more like a homey single for a lot of agassays and just taking a moment to let you know that i'm an agassay here so 
I am super excited. And then we have SF9, good guy, and the latest teardrop. And our, like most of the K-pop fans favorite believer from their kingdom is also produced by Daniel Kim. We also have some very good B-sides from him. MCND Bump In is one of my very favorite. And we have SF9 Enough and Now or Never. So Now or Never is definitely one of the breakthrough singles for SF9 as a group. And that was produced by Daniel Kim. And we have Cravity Stay, a B-side from their debut album, which is personally my very favorite comforting song. And that's from Daniel Kim as well. He has also worked in Golden Child's Crush, EXO CBX Kaching. Wow. EXO's Into My World. And he has also worked with Bart, Park Boham in his Japanese album. So, wow. I literally have everything written. And finally, finally, Taman's Famous, you know, like Lucas Famous, uh, Lucas' favorite famous is also from Daniel Kim. So thank you so much for being patient with me reading all your words. But I am super excited. I got all chills reading all those uh, names of the singles and the B-sides that you have brought out to the world. So thank you so much for doing this. Wow. I'm going to. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm truly flattered that my work is that long. Actually, I didn't really realize until today, actually. Because I, I, don't, I don't really care, you know, I mean, normally how, how many works that I did. But, well, that's a long introduction. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's, I yeah. purposely read all those because I couldn't skip anything. I, I did try to skip a few, like, okay, we can try to take this off. But you didn't give me mm. a chance, so. <laughs> well, it's my fault. Yeah, no, sorry for that. <laughs> But yeah, like yeah. personally, again, I want to tell you this, like I started following Monster X with a single shootout and I know uh, like there is a group of friends, like a four to five, including my very own sister, little sister. We, you know, like, like a bunch, we got into Monster X because of shootout and uh, wow, damn. Well, yeah, I'm really glad to know that. I mean, well, I'm, I'm kind of proud of that work as well. I mean, that was uh, one of my um, best writing uh, mm -hmm. at the time. I mean, I am quite quite proud of that. And I, I'm really happy to see how, how the song turned out and I'm received in the market. And I'm really glad to know that <laughs> you guys are enjoying it. I mean, yeah. well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all these uh, um you know, <laughs> welcoming. How do I put it? <laughs> Thank you so much for being liking it. Yeah, yeah I, I am again sorry that I have to continue, but I am an agassi and a fantasy, and I became a fantasy, a fan of S9 because mm. of uh, in the era of now or never as well. Mm. So. Yeah, that one. That one was a really good song too. I mean, I already, I still, I still uh, listen to that song sometimes, and I'm kind of proud of that too. Um, uh, it, it really worked out well. Yeah, I was, I had really fun uh, recording the artist um, before the release and stuff, and yeah, it was a really good song. Yeah. So being a being a fan of SF9, knowing that you have worked with them for a lot of singles, already helps yeah. me to the highest and mm. enough is also one of my very favorite you know like 
it's so it's so mystical you know like even listening to it despite mm-hmm. them bringing the narcissism themes from Greek mm-hmm. mythology and all that the very song is too mystical and i had the teaser music clip as my ringtone for a very long time mhm mhm so yeah. well yeah i mean that was a little bit different from uh, now and ever but uh, it mm-hmm. it was also turned out really well and then they actually those kind of concept we came up by the label and the artists themselves so well it was also fun to you know watch how it turned out in the end with all the videos and stuff after recording and stuff so yeah <clears throat> i'm i'm really happy with that release too <laughs> yeah, yeah we we are more happy with your releases that's true so thank you so much for all your hard work and your passion for music so we get to listen to all these beautiful singles and songs in our playlist so yeah hey thank you thank <laughs> you thank you so much <laughs> well yeah, yeah so yeah. my very first question is a must to be you know like must question to be asked because mm-hmm. you have done so much in kpop and i'm sure mm-hmm. most of us are curious to know how this all started and how your journey with kpop begin and how is it going so far so can you tell us your journey well um i actually started my professional career in korea in uh, 2012 with a ballad song called together performed by a girl group called uh, secret who was quite popular at, at that time and it was right after i graduated from uh, music school in uh, Japan and I just came back from Tokyo to Seoul so I had no connections in the industry at all so I just started from the bottom um so I had to come up with some um, some strategy to you know get involved in the industry so I took uh, quite a how to put it primitive method you know to appeal my demo songs to the label um uh, which was um you know to visit the labels door to door and to slip in my demo cd and you know which um it was kind of like almost almost 10 years ago so there there was some still uh people still using cds and stuff so i i just made my cd and then delivered those to many labels and luckily a few of them showed their interest um in in them and i could start my career from there and there was my first cut called uh, together by secret and then after that uh, very first release i could also um take my part in a debut album of bap and well it was not an important for the album track as well but also still a big thing big deal to me at, at, at the time and after then well well i could slowly expand my uh, uh territory or career experiences throughout the whole kpop market and then i just led to uh, some other uh, other placements or the other releases from uh, miss a and got seven and exo and the rest is the story there <laughs> yeah it was not really easy but well 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 i i could really uh manage to do it mm-hmm. and um i think i'm i'm i was quite lucky uh, to be able to uh be involved in many of those top level artists uh because i know that doesn't really happen to anyone that mm-hmm. easily so i uh, i think i'm i'm i feel very lucky and blessed by god so yeah i can be grateful enough for that and thank you all for um you know for liking my music yeah this is truly uh bless i think 
yeah that that is something that i really like about you because i also got to listen to one of your previous interviews and you were just so honest of how hard it is and it is hard work and you kind of accept it and you also bring in god's blessings as well you know like when yeah. you talk about your journey and i was i was more impressed you know like i really admired you as a person over there so yeah just wanted to mention here so thank you for this as well thank you so much <laughs> so yeah, yeah now you told me that you wanted to do music and you actually got into a college in japan and you studied music mm-hmm. so when was the exact age like when was that spark mm-hmm. uh, in your life that made you think that you wanted to do music as your profession Well, um it was even before I go to the college or anything. Actually, I've always wanted to be involved in the creative business ever since I was a child. I, I remember it was my elementary school. <laughs> and I remember my first dream was to become a movie director and then and it it changed into some some other things that uh related to be creative business like game programmer or something like that and then Uh, in the end I, i ran into a huge turnaround and i discovered uh the music of michael jackson mm-hmm. which was in my first uh grade in my middle school which i was uh 13 years old i guess i remember and then after then i i think my goal was always to become a music uh musician ever since and it never been changed of course there was some sort of up and downs but uh well i i happened to you know push it through yeah um yeah gladly i just made it this far yeah 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 i like that yeah it was it was really long 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 term dream that i've been having and then I, i i never really thought that i would open my own company and become this uh, i don't know if i'm that big but well uh, some people knows me so well i wasn't really expecting that but well it happened really nicely i guess uh, thankfully yeah. yeah that was my story i think yeah, yeah that's that's beautiful yeah. so yeah now that you brought up uh, about your company so we would like like to know more about your publishing company because mm-hmm. i think most of them might not be aware so mm-hmm. can you just let us know how it all started and how are you going ahead right now and what do you do and if there are music aspirants listening to this podcast how can they reach out to you with their words well um actually it didn't really started on purpose but uh, well i just came to do it because my business was getting bigger and i had to take care of some i started to um uh to take care of some other people that were working with myself so i had to build it and uh, it was 2017 and late 2017 and yeah um basically uh, what i do under this company is to discover new songwriters and producers and create uh, new music with them or sometimes i help them to polish their musical skills by providing my advices that um derived from my experiences and after then i i can introduce the outcomes of our musical creations to many of my clients and friends in south korea or in japan and china like uh, we can say the whole uh, asian territories east asian territories 
And yeah, it's been not so many years ever since I launched it, but I guess I'm having a very fun trip with this uh, ship and watching it grow in slowly and steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been, we've been contributing quite uh, many songs uh, throughout the whole East Asian countries, including China, Japan, and Korea, of course. And yeah, I could be able to build uh, quite stronger networks uh, by building this company, which I think is the most biggest benefit of having this company and my control and everything. And yeah, uh, well, uh, basically anyone can reach out um, to my company, but I don't really, um, how do I put it, respond on every uh, emails or any approaches because Physically, that is not possible <laughs> because my time is limited. <laughs> and, um, well, I, I really um, um, care about the chemistry between uh, the writers and our own system and everything because uh, I don't know. It's um, To be honest, Melogram is very, very small company at this time. It's an independent publisher. It's not anything close to uh, like major big shot companies. So we don't have any capacity to control or uh, manage every single person if it is go more than like 30 to 40 people. So I wanted to keep it like a little more private at this point and waiting to be expanded more. And then we can have more power to, you know, help more people. So, well, yeah, I would uh, like, people to understand this kind of situation i mean but still i mean if i spot any good talent from those uh newcomers then i would definitely gonna uh, reply so just feel free to uh send out some direct messages or if you know if you find out my email address then you can of course send a email of course yeah yeah thank you and i really hope some of them, the genuine interest will definitely reach out if they want to. So thank you so much for sharing that. And in one of your interviews, you explained that you had a tough start and you did mention in our uh, first question. So during that time, I know it's really hard. And mm-hmm. how did you push yourself? Because I actually wanted to hear it from you because it's the very start and nothing seems to happen. But still, you know, like looking for a bigger dream or a bigger goal might look as a fantasy during that times because it's uncertain in this industry. But still, you pushed yourself and you are here. So when you look back, mm. what was the thing that you did or you're proud of that I did this and I'm here? Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that I think that really depends on each person's personality and their own situations Mm -hmm. Uh, but in my case I had just I had to push it through because I had no choice because I started a little late than Mm -hmm. the others I was almost uh, at my 30s when I just started this business so it was quite late so I had you know no choice uh, literally because I mean it is really hard uh for people to find a good job when you're not at your 20s when you're just graduated from school in korea i mean it's, it's quite different society so everybody just take care of their ages and stuff or maybe some some people knows this kind the kind of culture so if you're at your 30 and you don't have any uh, per, uh, professional experiences you don't get to have any good chance to get a job so 
well, this was my profession, so I had no choice back then. So I had to just do it without thinking of anything. Of course, um, I had like very tough time having these insecure thoughts, like, you know, so many times of thoughts of quitting and stuff like that. But, uh, well, luckily I just kept going and, you know, didn't really look back. Yeah, I think just those consistency was the key for, for me. I mean, I understand many people still, you know, having a hard time before their debut or even after they debuted, they're having a hard time to uh, have the good releases and stuff when running to the good people and stuff like that. Some people just even get uh, cheated by some other bad peoples. Mm. Uh, but, well, no matter what kind of hardship comes through, you just need to go keep going. I mean, there's no time to, you know, think, I think. If you really want to achieve success, you just keep going, going, going. Well, well, it sounds a little bit blunt, but that's what I believe in. Just you need to just push it through, power it through. That's the only way. So I believe that being patient is also one of the biggest traits of being an artist. And I know, like mm-hmm. being music producers, you create something and it takes longer time to come out. So there's uncertainty there as well. So how did you build up this patience, or are you a patient person since the beginning? And how did you learn to be basically well well i think i was my capacity was a little uh huge <laughs> uh, i was really good at like enduring any something and, and some sort of hardships and everything especially when i was uh you know left with no choice mm-hmm. but well um yeah just being patient you, you need to be patient to you know uh, be successful in this particular industry because even for me this is very insecure uh, career uh, for, for now as well I mean um, basically we're all freelancers and we can lose our job anytime so well it really happens every day every time every single second so just keep on grinding is the key and try to be careful when you uh, uh, deal with the people Try not to be like impolite or anything. Mm-hmm. Just just be patient and, and and no success coming any like that fast. I mean, if that's really that fast, that's not a real success. That's what I believe. Every every everything really happens really really slow, and the life is quite longer than you mm-hmm. think. So, I really suggest people to be patient every time and just uh, try to look at the long term plan, long term dreams and stuff that will definitely lead you to a success eventually. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. So what was the song, uh, according to you, like if you remember, because I'm sure mm-hmm. even if you forgot it, I'm not blaming you, but if you remember, what was the song that took the most time, you know, like being there without finding a home or an artist? What was the song? But it came up really like a banger. Still something. Um... I don't know that some songs really wait quite a long time. I had an experience with a song that uh, was sit there for like five years and then it came out. I think it was last year with MCND. One of their album track was, uh, what was the name of it? Uh, I mean, the English name was... Uh, Breathe or Bumping. 
Uh, yeah, Breathe was written. I remember that was written in uh, 2015. And yeah, it has been recorded quite a couple of times. And then somehow it got postponed quite many years. And then it just came out last year, <laughs> luckily. I thought it was, it was not going to see the city sunlight, but well, <laughs> luckily it did. Yeah. And some songs really happen to be like that. And well, I don't really mind. I mean, I mean song has to be written on and on day by day. Yeah, I have like almost uh, 400 songs in my database waiting to be released. <laughs> kind of like wow. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. But still, when the baby comes out, like despite having 400 ones, you're, each and every one is well, special. Of course, they're all my like my babies. Some 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 songs does not really turn out very well. Sometimes mm -hmm. you run into like bad situations, bad schedules, and everything. But well, basically they're all my you know blood, sweat, and tears. Mm -hmm. And yeah, every 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 release is really important, and I put a lot of work in it. I mean, those four hundred plus four hundred songs are my efforts you know so that, that means that I, I i tried that many times and still i'm having you know struggling <laughs> time and stuff so well those or releases to be really important and special yeah. <laughs> beautiful and personally i am a huge fan of bumping um, yeah the b-side from I, I follow MCMB and of course nice. I follow all the groups and Bumpin is my favorite uh -huh. B-side from there. Thank you, that. thank you. That's such a fun song actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoy it and um, in our media we were given an opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, like to interview MCMB and mm -hmm. they asked me questions because I was one of the writers who actually follow them in a regular basis. So, I did ask them a question about bumping, and it was in the, the interview as well. Like I mentioned right. the music style and everything. It was nice, yeah. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, we recorded it quite a long time, uh, many times. I think I remember it's more than ten times we ran it, uh, in. We were into this recording studio, recording those artists, and they were uh, quite young when mm -hmm. uh, back then uh, they're still young now but they're even younger than before it was, we took uh, quite a year uh, many years to com complete the song and yeah it really turned out well i think and it's glad to see everybody enjoying it yeah, yeah. so you have been in the industry for almost a decade and what do you think is the reason or the charm behind K-pop being a huge global phenomenon right now. Um, well, I simply think um, that it has some other, some stuff that other music doesn't have. Mm -hmm. And it is usually utilizing the model, modern technology very well, including the social media and everything. And yeah, I don't know. It's really like a I don't know. The there could be there's there could be many reasons mm -hmm. for its success. But well, but I, I don't know. The the um in my opinion, it, it was successful because uh, it's a combination of every good things, uh, 
that happening in this 21st century from a visual arts and fashion and of course the music and more importantly the technologies and mm-hmm. um, through through combining everything into this one genre it could achieve this success i think and it couldn't be possible if it was not 21st century i think without mm-hmm. an internet and i mean yeah it, it, the mm-hmm. k-pop itself was pretty much like this for quite a long time but it has been spotted quite lately because of the development of this technology. So, yeah, I think that was the different point from other genres. I mean, it's, it's smartly smartly utilizing the other um, stuff that we can, it can use for its marketing strategies and everything to appeal to the globe. I think, yeah, that was the reason of its success. So, yeah. uh, like, Getting to the trend, uh, if you are asked to write a song, are there differences in, you know, like in their expectations? If it's a girl group, you have to think a little different or a boy group, or it's just the same process. It just ends up with different artists. Um, well, basically, there's a huge difference between uh, girl songs and boy songs, basically. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the the gender of artists matters a lot and uh, it, it, um, it, it makes a great, a huge um, effects when it comes to the, the overall styles and everything. And the style you uh, build up the raps and melodies and everything, it, it really has different uh, methods. Of course, it has quite similar formula when it comes to the structure of the songs and stuff musically. But uh, I mean, it is kind of different procedure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, when it comes to the like a uh, comp- comp- composing method, is quite different. But uh, it has still the same uh, skeleton uh, as a, as a whole piece because um, but basically they do the the. I mean, there's like a couple of points that you need to keep it in the music. Uh, one is to the, huge, the most huge thing is to have, uh, you know, allow them to, to have the great choreography in the music. So, I mean, that's almost everything for the K-pop. So, you know, that, that keeps the structure of the overall music and we need to just uh, find out that something to differentiate, uh, you know, for each artist or each bands or each genders and stuff like that, yeah. So personally, I think that you have brought in various genres in the K-pop industry, like as we discussed earlier, breathe and stay kind of B-sides to follow and what what I said, kind of bangers. And then we have Enough and Now or Never, which has a different tune to it. So personally, what would be your favorite genre and what do you actually enjoy doing? I know you enjoy every process, but your personal favorite, I think? My personal personal favorite, well, I don't know. Um, I mean, it really it really changes throughout the time. I think um, I used to, um, you know, very much into this kind of EDM dance stuff when I when I was starting this business. But um, nowadays, I'm I'm more into this more minimal, uh, bass heavy type of uh, stuff, mm-hmm. like. Uh, I mean, uh, the Tamin's Famous was uh, quite much uh, representative of this such genre, like mm-hmm. funkier groove and um, like very unique bass sound with a uh, very simple beat, but 
impactful kind of stuff that was uh you know what i was pursuing at that point and nowadays as well i i pretty much focus on how to um, compose my bass lines and how to produce the sound of the bass and stuff like that yeah i mean it'll be changing in, in in a few years i think but well for now it is well that's actually beautiful sense mm, so like we spoke about how k-pop became a huge phenomenon and do you think that the music has also evolved through the years or is it the same as a music producer how do you feel like how do the companies ask you or demand you music has it changed as well well um the trend itself because it comes and goes but the music itself has been like changing throughout the time and uh, Well, it's really hard question to answer to be honest because you don't, you don't know how it's going to be like in the future but uh when you when you comp- compare um current uh K-pop sound with uh the older ones then you just find out the huge difference and uh, since we uh, the Korean labels started to collaborate with uh, many uh, western writers and it became a pretty much westernized i think that's the the biggest point that you can spot out from all those releases actually those um songs that you mentioned at, at the start of this video mm-hmm. um was also collaborated with uh, many western writers this i barely just do the works myself i always need to collaborate with the other friends uh, my fellow producers all in from uk or sweden or in america or sometimes from japan Yeah, it's, I think that changed a lot of this market. Mm-hmm. Um, not not only the genre, not not only the you know the. I mean, it changed the huge, uh, musically and and brought out some many many new stuff in, mm-hmm. into this music. I think that's also part of this uh, reason of the success of this uh, particular particular genre. I think. Yeah, that's good to say. So, getting to a little personal note, I know like bringing in all this beautiful kids also requires a lot of hard work, and which mm-hmm. is caused by the pressure to bring in great hits. And especially you bringing out huge bangers might sound overwhelming and good, but sometimes those can also pressure pressurize you when you are starting a new work. So, how do you actually deal with them and? Like, do you ever have mind blocks? Like, I, I personally think you don't. Like, you bring so many good songs, but still being on the human side, uh, how do you deal with them? And if, if, if it's hard, how do you deal with them? Well, um, yeah, you're correct. I don't have any other habits. <laughs> I don't have any hobbies. I, I really don't have any hobbies. But I am. Um, lately, I, I started to, you know. Uh, do some other stuffs like reading books and everything, but that is not easy because you're always under um, huge workloads. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, um, but I do like to travel, mm-hmm. and yeah, I used to do um, many travelings through before the pandemic. Uh, of course, mainly those were all for works, but mm-hmm. I, I enjoy some, you know, some times that I can, you know, try to uh, look around. Uh, between the sessions and everything, mm-hmm. well, unfortunately, that became a little not too easy these days. But hopefully, uh, it gets better soon, and we all can 
fly fly around as, as we used to do. Maybe I could visit India later. Then. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. Sometimes I hear some some of these Indian producers are trying to come into K-pop market as well. So I'm quite interested in that too. Yeah. Maybe I, I can uh, meet them up and then try to you know write some fresh stuff with like in Indian influences and stuff like that. It'd be really fun. Yeah. And. Yeah. I am excited yeah. as well. You know, like just let me know when you come here. And I reside yeah. in the south part, so it's mm-hmm. the down south. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, like most of them, when sure. they visit India, they just they they get done with north and they just fly off. And I'm like, I am yeah. in the south. Please come here. So, <laughs> you're planning, you know, like make sure you spend some time in the north and then you come to the south. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you so much and. Speaking of Indian producers, I can remember the only person, Abu Krishnan, who brought. Ah, out. yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's such a lovely person. Yeah. Now we spoke about kind of some serious topics, I guess. So I decided mm-hmm. to have a few uh, fun stuff. So, mm-hmm. what is the weirdest? Situation and like you came up with a song in a very weirdest situation. Can you share? If it is possible, like I didn't even think Weird. that this song would turn out, or it would even come to the sunlight, as you call it, but it did. Um. <laughs> well, um, I don't actually have that many of those kind of um opportunities to have those weird moments because <laughs> I, you know, mostly my ideas are coming very instant, instant instinctively mm-hmm. because. Um, I mostly spend the majority of my time in in the studio. I don't even really go out <laughs> that much. <laughs> so, well, but I do have one moment that I, um, you know, in, in that kind of sort, when I was writing uh, a song called Horololo, mm-hmm. which was performed by XOCBX uh, quite many years ago. I think it was 2017 or 18, I guess. And it was there... Uh, Japanese single mm-hmm. and I kind of I, I'm not sure if it's safe to say this but <laughs> the song about that idea was a, a, a half joke mm-hmm. I was just trying to have, have fun myself and then I don't know that that's actually a Korean word mm-hmm. and uh, it's a bit popular slang I don't know so some people made it up on the internet mm-hmm. And I happened to, you know, get to know it. And it was like a very funny sounding. <laughs> so I could use it on, on some of my songs. And I didn't even really expect it to have that song as a, some sort of <laughs> single. But it turned out as an EXO, CBX single. So, wow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, there was a kind of an unreal moment. But uh, it went really, really well. And the label... The, the Japanese side label really, really liked that song. And yeah, it was really happy accident for me. Maybe maybe the Japanese company didn't know that it was a Korean slang word. So they, they just Yeah, I, I bet I bet they didn't know that. And they, they even you know put together some other like very interesting concept around that uh, sound. And well, yeah, I'm pretty much happy with it. Yeah. Wow, that's that's cool. So, are there any yeah. other songs that you think you thought it was like one of your very 
general good ones, but it just turned out, and the fans are hyping it so much than you expected. Sounds like that. Well, yeah, there's. I think most of the my uh, releases in my early era was like mm -hmm. that, and I I don't know. Uh, maybe I didn't really know much about the market back then because I was just a stutter and then something that I don't like sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, is the, the release that happened between, uh, a bit, uh, happened from uh, 2014 to uh, 16. Mm -hmm. Many of those songs were like that. Uh, you know, as, as I said, I, some songs were like a half joke mm -hmm. and they bought it kind of like that and I, I remember um a song called a love song performed mm -hmm. by miss a it was mm -hmm. one of my early age uh, stuff i really like that song though that I, I never thought that would uh turn out as a cut because mm -hmm. it's drop it has some some instrumental drop on the chorus section and it was really really weird mm -hmm. i some somehow just mess around with some violin sound and stuff and it somehow worked and I was surprised it really works you know? <laughs> <laughs> like your instinct works like you just listen to yeah it. yeah then that's when I learned that um thinking too much doesn't really a good job you know and mostly when you start your career and you're a star in the songwriting business you get to overthink on each every song mm -hmm. but that one was without thinking anything I was totally depending on his instinct even um, the chords progression and everything, it was like, the song was accident, actually, <laughs> to be honest. Almost like 80% accident, and it happened really, really well as a success. But well, yeah, I have so many experience in kind of, the kind of area. Yeah. So, but nowadays it doesn't. I mean, I mean now, nowadays I know more of this market and I, mm. you know, it's been almost 10 years, so I, I know what to do and uh, most things just happen as purposed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, since I know, like, this is something that I wanted to ask. Like, you said you spend most of your time in your recording studio. Mm -hmm. And in mm -hmm. what I follow, Treasure, uh, mm -hmm. the youngest group of YG. And in one of the episodes, uh, one of the members, Jungyu, he says that huge producers have something green in their record label, recording studio journalism mm -hmm. boost their creativity so do you have plans and greeneries in your recording studio something green that's the new thing <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the new things that I might have to have some green thing when I have <laughs> when I go back there I guess well, yeah, but, well yeah well we don't know but Jungyu he might be just making fun but I just wanted mm. to know if it is really the true thing, like something green to kindle mm. well, that, that, that That's a good tip. I mean, mm. well, I can I can be <laughs> even more successful if I have green one. Well, then why not? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. like, then it would be Daniel Kim's world domination well. when something green happens. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I, I'm not a superstitious person, but it would be fun <laughs> to have something, you know, like that. Uh, yeah, I, I have some friends that uh, has some, I don't know if that's a, exactly a green, but uh, well, green-ish stuff in their studios. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe I should follow the trend then. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah. And I will, you know, like, uh, take the honor of being that person who initiated the idea. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So hmm. finally, I know you won't say much, but are there any future product, uh, projects in 2021 from TMI, if at all? Something? Uh, the 2021 20. only left two months, months left. So, well, actually, there were some projects that I'm doing uh, with my clients, uh, but I'm not allowed to say that much until they get go official well yeah but uh please stay tuned that's all the thing that i can say i mean yeah that, that's industry secret secret if i just say anything about it so yeah, yeah please understand. understand yeah yeah but yeah like uh we just have two months but i think uh artists won't really lose anything during the december because they will get to see the awards so I mm -hmm. mm, yeah, I you know that. You know the industry well. Yeah, so <laughs> November is going to pass. Mm -hmm. And December, I mean, they used to do a lot of Christmas projects, but uh, after mm -hmm. pandemic, they're, they're all on hold. So, well, everybody just getting ready for the next year already. Mm -hmm. So I think, uh, yeah, it's going to start from next year, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much for joining. That's all the questions I have. You know, like if I, uh, my dogs are barking. It's <laughs> <That's> all right. <laughs> so you can thanks. do it again if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. If I uh, had to do this as a fan, I would just make you sit and ask about every song. Like, what was the inspiration behind everything? But, uh, but this itself is such a huge pleasure. You know, like talking to a person who actually brought the songs that you really really adore and love so thank you so much for your time and for doing this despite you know like taking a break from work you decided to do this to talk about work is again work so ultimately you are doing work today so thank you mm -hmm. so much for joining in and i'm sure the listeners had a lot of fun listening to you and if it's all you didn't know you you were really very good interviewing talking about answers being honest with them so thank you so much for doing this thank you so much for having me here and it was really fun to talk about uh, many things that i've done <laughs> and uh, thank you for preparing all these questions and then yeah yeah it was really fun and i wish i could uh, have another opportunity anytime soon yes. yeah thank definitely you, thank you. it would be an honor from my side so finally, would you like to give your social media accounts to our fans so they can follow you? Um, you can you can find me by Daniel Kim Music on Instagram. I only do Instagram. I don't do any. Uh, I have a Facebook account, but I haven't been using it for many years. <laughs> and I don't do Twitter as well. So uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, just type in Daniel Kim Music. Mm -hmm. yeah. And scroll Thank down because you. you have a lot of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and more to come. Yeah, yeah more to come. So yeah. please click the notification button right, if you are following Daniel. Yes. So as All for right. Believe in K-pop, you can follow us on Instagram at Believe in K-pop. And for me, it's Anthea Isaac on Instagram and Twitter. And if you are going to mention about this 
amazing episode you can definitely mention us on instagram and on twitter you can use the hashtag believe in kpop so do let us know your thoughts and your lovable comments for daniel kim so we can make another episode happen as well so we can definitely i will make sure to bring in daniel kim again so thank you so much again hope you all have a great week never forget to spread love and be loved this is antia isik bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.